0: Sorry? Yep. Oh
1: sorry. Yeah, check check one
2: two. <laughs>
1: okay. Courtney's with us now, finally. By Jove, I think we've got it. Yeah, I think so. Can I test you one more time here? Make sure you're going out Yeah, sure. Oh. Check
3: check one two one, yeah.
1: Okay, it's working.
3: Or check one three. Happy thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happy Friday the 13th from Red Mysterioso of 2017. We'll start here in a sec. Okay, you know, there is a reason why I have uh, the uh, Plan 9 is the Rounding Mysterioso theme. It's because, um, one, I love that movie, two, Halloween's my favorite time of the year, and three, um, those first two things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good list, good list. Uh, well,
3: Halloween is also uh, yeah, my favorite since uh, the beginning, um, my Christmas as I call it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's uh a, 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 my mother used to dress me up as Batman every Halloween, but it wasn't with a store-bought thing. She made a cape for me and then just went out and bought like a, a $1 like mask for my eyes. <laughs> oh wow.
3: But it, was, but it was a different Batman costume every year?
1: No, it was the same one for the longest time and then um I don't know when I changed over to I guess, you know, after I was like 5 or 6, I went, "Come on with the silly cape and the dumb mask." <laughs>
3: no that would be yeah i've I've always made a point to never repeat my costumes, but uh no, I always did the homemade costumes I don't get it these days uh you know we get kids come to the house it's always these store bought and it's you know superheroes things from t v like we came up with our own stuff, you know or or like I mean I would get stuff from like a horror movie or something like right. that, but now it's just it's all marvel and uh minions <laughs> these days. Right, But yeah, a lot of of long long months of planning, trips to the local vintage store to create our costumes, uh, hand sewing, crazy playing with latex and effects. That's how I got into, you know, doing the special effects makeup, which is what I was doing when I met you. And uh, yeah, no, it just seemed like a good excuse to kind of do it full time. But uh, no, uh, lots of planning in mind.
1: Yeah, we both. um, I I met Courtney nine years ago. Yes.
3: God, has it been that long. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think that I think nine years ago this month. Yes, yes, it was definitely in the fall. Yeah. On the set of Eternal Kiss. Yes. Uh,
3: Vampire film shot in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia.
1: uh, Was it Lunenburg or was it? No. um, God, I wish it was in Lunenburg. Lunenburg's beautiful. Um, No, um, no, it was the other end. Shelburne.
3: (laughs) Shelburne. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No confusing those two. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I blotted it from my mind. Everybody did.
1: Everybody has blotted that but, uh, experience uh, no, from their We had mind. a lot
3: of fun on that. It was, uh, yeah, very creepy set, too, and uh, very, yeah, very good ambience for that particular shoot. And um, no, people were quite convinced that there were ghosts and it was haunted. It was very very freaky experience it's uh, it's quite dear to my heart actually
1: i didn't get any of that stuff. all I got was you know c- c- continual people being um wanting to leave and everybody got cabin fever uh, i took the uh, the, the, it the did. yeah i took the the lead actress was going nuts, so all she had to do all I had to do was take her for a drive for an hour and then she was fine
3: yeah, no, we were kind of uh, cordoned off from the rest of the world and and that diet didn't help either that deep fried everything uh that was in the cafeteria that was the craft services and everybody put on 20 pounds i think that was kind of making people cranky and and whatnot but uh no there was definitely some creepiness going on there was that weird pool room that we shot the final scene in everybody as soon as i went in there i wanted to get out and everybody was convinced like something bad had happened there and then uh amy uh who was doing hair and she was also in the film she was convinced she was capturing uh like kind of glowing orbs on her camera And so they were running around trying to capture photos and trying to capture these little glowing orbs, which they were convinced were ghosts uh, on her camera.
1: Why don't I remember it? Yeah, go ahead. No? Why don't Uh, I remember very much of that?
3: Yeah, no, this was, I was in the makeup room with her. She was helping me on hair. I was doing already props wardrobe, special effects makeup, um, and a bunch of other things. So I I just could not take hair on top of all of that. It was like a one person uh, (laughs) wearing all the hats. So she volunteered to do hair. But, yeah, she had her camera, and she was showing off these photos. But, as I said, some people were very, very convinced. Other people were a little skeptical due to the state of her camera, which was a rather smashed sort of digital old camera. Um, But I don't know. As as I said, I I looked into it later, and there are definitely people who have captured these sort of orb-like things floating around, and there's, I guess, a whole you know, phenomenon of capturing orbs on camera. So she wasn't the first, uh, as I said, person to kind of uh, read into that. But uh, no, no, that was, uh, yeah, many years ago now, it seems. But, um, yeah, that's why I picked uh, my, my first track that I put on my list with you. It was uh, Skellicans, because you and I had met and discussed, well, many a strange tune. And you were so awesome about it. Usually when I discuss all these weird little musical oddities that I'm into, people just kind of glaze over, oh, that's neat, that's Interesting, uh, but, but that's you because they're and boring
1: me. and stupid. That's why. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but
1: <laughs>
3: uh, but yeah, you went and made me uh, not one, but uh, I think later on, yeah, at the end of the shoot, you gave me a second uh, mix CD, and I made I think I made you something, or I just put them on your street on your computer. But we did an awesome music exchange, yeah. And so one of my one of my favorites that you gave me was this, yeah, Rusty Diamond track, Skeletons. All
1: right, let's play that first to, to start off to kick off our. our um uh, Halloween show. I've got. Uh, I think we can get through all of them. What I did was I picked 13 from your list and 13 from my list, mm-hmm. and uh, we could. W- that's a double 13, 26 songs. I hope we can do them all in two hours. If not, we'll move, We'll go over. That's fine. Anyway, we'll move s-
3: along. I'm sure. Yeah, Skeletons <laughs> by
1: Rusty Diamond.
3: Wow, that's loud. the we go.
5: Phantoms, phantoms,
1: hiding in the
5: backyard.
6: Mm-hmm. Funny things to me. Skeletons, skeletons, hiding in the chimney. Skeletons, skeletons, hiding in the chimney and nobody else can see. I'm scrunched way down in the garbage can so the skeletons can't get me. Big black phantoms hiding in the backyard, vampires in the tree. I'm a hiding in here with corncob in my ear and Worcester cheer-chire sauce running down my knee what's mean. I better take another swig of moonshine, real fine moonshine, tastes like turpentine. I've been hiding in here since noon, starting to grow on me. Where's that weird music coming from? Oh, look at them cute little green fellers, They must be leprechauns. But man, I can do without them fire-breathing dry. Drag- a trash can waiting for a trash man. Wish it was an ash can rather than the hash can. Sitting in a pile of corned beef hash can really set you free. Skeleton, skeleton's hiding in the chimney and nobody else can see. I'm scrunched way down in the garbage can so the skeletons can't get me. Big black phantoms hiding in the backyard. Vampires in the tree. I'm a hiding in here up in my ear and wooster chair chire so it's running down my knee skeling, skeling, there goes those goat, the the goat, goat riders in the back sky back and back I'm back all wrapped up in back yesterday's back menu back here back come back 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 the brews skeletons back,
7: skeletons
1: and more skeletons skeletons uh, skeletons by rusty diamond I'm sure that's not his real name but you know all those countries no
3: crazy. no it's uh, it's actually, it's a husband and wife team, Jack Blanchard and Misty Morgan. I think you have a Jack Blanchard song on your list there further down too. But, yeah, uh, do. yeah, He was like a, he's a comedian. She was a pianist. They met in Florida and had a bunch of like country hits, but uh, I think they really yeah kicked it off more with the, uh, the novelty song seemed to be their specialty, but yeah. uh, this one just, no, as soon as I heard it, I just, I wanted to do an animation to it. I even wrote to them. I tried to track them down and, and write to them for permission to use the song. Cause I just had awesome ideas for like a little paper cutout animation never heard anything back so so mr blanchard if you're out there yeah uh, get in
1: touch i would love to use your material i think he's still around i i I
3: do believe no they have yeah a website forum and there's there's you know as i said uh contact info that i tracked down this is about four years ago that i tried to though it's been a while since then but
1: uh okay yeah. yeah uh my first uh choice here is My Son the Vampire by Alan Sherman, who is a well-known novelty act from the 1950s and I think 60s. Um, I've played tons of stuff by him, but this is one of his uh, uh, horror themed uh, uh, tracks, and um, I really like it. This is My Son the Vampire by Alan Sherman. (laughs)
5: You there'll be two holes in your neck. Blow! Blow! My son, the vampire, he will leave you pale. All he does is drink your blood, cause he don't like ginger ale. When they see him, people scream and they yell. They scream and yell, cause they're scared as heck That he'll say, blow! Blow! My son, the vampire, he's a total loss And if you should meet with him Do not drink or eat with him Run if he takes out his dental flaws. Cause my son, the vampire Ain't collecting it for The Red Cross He wants blue He needs blue He drinks blue Doesn't everybody have a glass it's delicious yum
0: yum it's blue i didn't
5: know
3: we're doing a live one but uh you know this is exciting
1: so no no i always do it live (laughs) i mean i do well if Uh. i can i do them live even if people say look i can't do it on sunday night i'm like well you know what we'll do it whatever and i'll just run it live while we're doing it and then i can post it later i i've got um like three shows now backlogged, which is always good, but it means I have to sit here and do editing um, so yeah. Uh, no, uh, Alan, for sure. yeah, Alan Sherman, one of my favorites, uh, my son, the vampire, so what's your next uh, your, your next choice courtney uh
3: yeah, well I thought uh, a good follow up to that is of course, uh, my personal. Favorite band, uh, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, with their Halloween hit, Look Out, There's a Monster Coming. Um, Just a standard for me on every Halloween. Uh, If you don't know the Bonzos, they were just this sort of like bonkers pub band from the 60s, playing uh, a bunch of like crazy pub music, a lot of like music hall stuff, sing alongs, crazy jazz, but a lot of costumes, props. Uh, Roger Ruskin Spear would build these like crazy robots that blew bubbles and did all kinds of like exploding things. And they're just absolutely fabulous. So yeah, they had a kind of a a 60s hit that was a little bit more kind of uh, the 60s, you know, traditional radio vibe. I'm the urban spaceman uh, with uh, Neil Neil Innes singing, but uh, all my favorite stuff was uh, the stuff that was led by Mr. Vivian Stanchel, who was just the loquacious madman that often fronted the band and just uh, just a genius and a fascinating character. So, yeah, this is, this is one of my Halloween faves, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Yeah. All right, look out, there's a monster. And I feel exactly the same way about the Bonzos. I've, I started listening to them in college. Somebody told me about them, and I've, I started buying vinyl at that point. I still have a lot of these things, and this is one of my favorites. Perfect Halloween song, Look Out, There's a Monster, coming by the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band.
8: Three, four. Unmarried looking for love, life was passing me by So I sent off my photo, hobbies and age, magazine marriage I'd try They say for centuries, lovely Japanese girls have been trained in the art of pleasing men Be lonely, no more, open destiny's door For one dollar they arrange a meeting My image was wrong, I didn't like me, so I changed my personality I bought a deluxe Mersey wig, but it was a size too big what confidence in my new-built-up shoes So smart for winter or summer Undetectable in normal everyday use Look out, there's a monster coming <laughs> Bye-bye binoculars and Macintosh Everything is just great I take elocution, learn to speak posh But still I can't find a mate Be popular, learn to play the guitar In seventies you could be strumming Be sociable and kissing technique Look out there's a monster coming Because I reshape my nose, plastic surgery's best. To cut down my weight, off comes my left leg, I pass the swimming costume test. Are my sideboards too long, don't my aftershave fong? I know my nude nose ain't running. What's wrong with my time? Am I getting too high? Look out, there's a monster coming. Disfiguring ugly my facial hair, I had removed electrically. I rejuvenated my energy cells and regained my virility. Grunt, grunt. He put my hand on my heart. I didn't change any part. He have a machine for a mummy. Please be gentle with me. I come to pieces, literally. Look out, there's a monster coming. 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 Look out,
7: there's a monster coming. Look out,
1: there's a monster coming. God, I love that song. Well, and the band, too. Uh,
3: fabulous. And I actually, last year, I discovered there's a great... Uh, do you know Craig Ferguson? He's like the Scottish comedian, but he has like a late-night show.
1: Yes, yes. I of s- all the you obscur- sent me that.
3: Oh, of all the obscure things, I, he does a cover, but the everybody gets up. He does a big production with people lip-syncing to it, and his thing on the show is his co-host is a skeleton. It's a talking skeleton, a very crass talking skeleton, which is hilarious, but especially for a Halloween show where he's kind of popping in and doing all the grunt-grunt and bits, and I highly recommend it on YouTube. It's just a lovely, a wonderful uh, theatrical performance of this done with, like, a full cast and crew and ending with confetti and hurrahs. It's, uh, I, I gave me a whole new respect for the man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, too, when I saw Any that. Any friend of a the friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, I was completely amazed that something so, obs- well, obscure to people now... But he's he's uh-huh. kind of like, you know, probably mid... But he's a,
3: he's a Scottish... He's a Scotsman, you know. Yeah, that I mean? makes so he sense. He would have been yeah. Britain at the time, you know. Like, uh, we would, I don't know if it would have been registered so much over the pond over here, but he probably grew up uh, back in the day to that. So it's great to see him sharing that with the world.
1: I think yeah. more people
3: need more bonzos in their life. Uh,
1: let's see. I've got... Uh, I have... <laughs> let me... I should have queued it up while we're doing it. Anyway, um, Patsy Montana, uh Country, I don't know what it was called then. It was called cowboy music back then in the 1940s, I believe. I don't know what year this uh, – I could probably look it up on YouTube. This is actually coming off my computer. Yodeling Ghost by Patsy Montana. Have you heard this before, Courtney? No, I
3: haven't. I heard Yodeling Gospel the other day, so I'm excited to hear some Yodeling Country gospel. That sounds sad. Yodeling goes with everything, though. Yeah. Don't you think?
1: Yes. <laughs> Yodeling Ghost by Patsy Montana here on Radio Mysterioso with our special guest, Courtney O'Hearn.
2: Everybody in the valley has the strangest tale to tell. A story of a haunted house and a ghost they knew so well. If you pass by the haunted house There in the dead of night You'd hear a woman's ghostly wail But there was no ghost inside For it was The yodeling, yodeling ghost She'd yodel in the cellar Hooray, hooray The attic and the hall As she wandered through haunted house you could hear her lonesome call All insisted that they could feel her fond embrace When they heard the yodeling, and, yodel and goes, She'd yodel in the moonlight Hooray, hooray And when the rain would fall Hooray, hooray And when it began to thunder And you could hear her best of all Oh,
1: Uh, yeah, of course it ends with a uh, thunder. Uh, Patsy Montana with Yodeling Ghost. Um, Courtney just informed me that uh, the uh, an earlier version in the 1940s, this was from 54, you said?
3: 54, but the original version was in 1951, none other than Bing Crosby and the Andrews sisters.
1: Oh, my God.
3: So i going to have to give that one a listen, too, because Bing Crosby is just my, my voice of Christmas, and so if I can bring him over into my personal Christmas of Halloween and make him the voice of that, it's just, uh, no, just a handsome voice.
1: You didn't gateway him through uh, uh, Bowie singing Drummer Boy with him, did you?
3: Oh, that is uh, a standard in my house. My mom uh, not <laughs> the tale. We stand around the hearth, and she tells the tale of being a child and seeing that on the TV. And that is when she first, my grandmother, of course, loving Bing Crosby, and she fell in love with, with David Bowie. So, yeah, no, that is uh, a timeless classic and ever played in the O'Hearn household every year on Christmas
1: Eve. Okay, what's your next uh, selection here for the Halloween show of October ah, 13th? Well,
3: since we're, we're still swinging in the 60s, and I found this one. Uh, one of the ones you gave me was just uh, It was just the mummy, and it was a really cute sort of like, i the mummy, whatever. But then I found this one I'd never heard before. Oh, yeah, the this Bob McFan. Oh, yes, that's one, yeah. No, they're, they're, the, the Bob McFadden ones are awesome. There's quite a few awesome Halloween selections. Yeah. But I found this guy, Bob Widgley, and I, I, didn't, I haven't really heard any of his other stuff, but he was apparently, he was a uh, cabaret performer turned actor, did a lot of shows in the 60s, like Maverick, Sea Hunt, Lawman, and Surfside Six. And uh-huh. then later on, he did a lot of, he did a lot of cameos. He, was quite, he became quite famous as a voice actor, as well as an actor, and did cameos on WKRP, Night Court, Wings, Designing Women. He did a lot of Mel Brooks films. He was in Blazing Saddles, High Anxiety, Life Stinks, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. See, yeah, I did my research. Um, but yeah, you he did a lot did. of voiceover. Wow. Uh, I know. I that's what I was busy doing all the, all this afternoon. But uh, <laughs> yeah, in addition to uh, yeah, all of his uh, voice acting, he did these novelty songs, and you can just tell this guy must have like a million different characters because he just gets the beatnik job, like just bang on. This is this is dig dig this. Okay. Far out, none.
1: Bob Ridgely, <laughs> the way out, mummy.
9: Well, I was walking one night past the old museum when I saw a sight that made me flip my beam a big white thing came walking through the door but when I saw what it was when I let out a roar it was a rather large mummy with a rather large tummy yes, I mean a way out mummy it really, really with a way out tummy oh yes it was rocking it was rolling, it was a real crazy spook. A long-lost cosmo to King Farouk was singing. His cat was big. man like he was large. His belly was swinging like Cleopatra's barge. When he took off his sheet, oh, he really was a gasser. He had a tattoo on his belly saying, I like Nasser. He was a way-out mummy, really. I mean, a really, really big tummy. Oh. I mean a fantastic mummy, oh something else, with a way out, coming yes. Well he was rocking and he was rolling, a real stupid spook, a long lost cousin to King Firecrooper singing, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha ho, ha ha, ha ha Oh well, the sun came up, so I started to race. I, I had to get back to my mummy case. I never returned to this very day, but perhaps if you go by that museum, you might hear him say, I'm the way out of the mummy, with a swinging dummy, yeah, I'm the way out of the mummy, too. with a swinging dummy, yeah, blah, 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 I'm a I'm rolling, I'm a real crazy spook, I'm a wild, wild scursing,
1: We better come back because the song's over, oh it's going right into the other song that's on your uh, that's on your playlist because um I picked one i I didn't realize it was on your playlist because it jumped to the next song I'm like this is a cool song, maybe I'll play that next. <laughs> this is actually on um courtney's um spoopy creep YouTube. Mix. yeah, your youtube mix under um Coco's spoopy creep mix, and I really liked it uh the pump uh punky punkin. <laughs>
3: Puky pumpkin is like that's yeah, I was tempted to actually take that and turn that into a Halloween costume because that would be an awesome idea <laughs> actually this year i'm going to my plan is to um, I, apparently the the trends this year or I saw i've seen it in, in uh, online so it must be true is that people are trying to carve out pineapple instead of pumpkins as an alternative. And just because of the spiky whatever, I'm like, oh, it looks so punk rock. So this year I'm going to attempt to carve a, a pineapple in addition to my traditional pumpkin. Uh, so I will name it uh, Punky Pineapple to go with my Punky Pumpkin. <laughs> ha-
1: um, Halloween, uh, a Hawaiian Halloween.
3: A Hawaiian Halloween. And I want to do the traditional, the, apparently the original thing, because Halloween comes from Ireland, from where my forebears come from. The original thing is a turnip. And I've seen some online, and they look ghastly. They look like shrunken heads and, and very monstrous <laughs> and, and kind of scary. So I'm, I might try to just experiment this year. Just go to the grocery store and just see what I can hollow out and throw a candle in and uh, make fruit salad for the next morning's breakfast.
1: <laughs> okay. Good thought. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, everything has to be themed, you know. And if you're gonna if you're gonna carve a pumpkin, uh, what I, I've been doing the last couple of years is actually taking the seeds out and and um, soaking them in salt oh, yeah. water and roasting them. I hadn't I mm-hmm. hadn't done that yeah. for a long time. So we've we've already got a pumpkin out front. I just haven't done anything. Oh, with nice. it. Yeah, yeah. I just I got it yesterday at the hardware store because they were selling pumpkin. They're selling them everywhere. I mean, it, it's nuts. Yeah. When I, when I was taking yes, flying lessons. When I was taking flying lessons a few years ago, there was a pumpkin farm right where we took off. So every time I took off in the fall, the entire, like, for like, you know, I don't know. I flew over these pumpkin fields, all these orange spots oh. on the ground. Every time I went in the pattern at the airport, I would see all these pumpkins. Anyway, oh,
3: cool. Did you ever take any up in the plane and drop them as you were over? Because that would be...
1: Yeah, that'd be great. No, but it'd yeah. also be totally illegal because it's illegal to drop things from planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fran Allison's song for kids, Punky Pumpkin, from
10: 1952. (laughs) Punky Pumpkin, the happy pumpkin, happy all the day. And his great big smile will scare your cares away. Punky pumpkin the happy pumpkin never wears a frown. You can see that he's out to be a clown. The candlelight inside him makes his eyes light up and gleam. They shine right through the window at you for a hap, hap, happy Halloween. Pumpkin's a happy pumpkin, and do you know why? Cause he's a jack-o'-lantern instead of being a pumpkin pie. Yes, he's a jack-o'-lantern instead of being a pumpkin pie. Pumpkin's happily. You can count his teeth, cause he has only three. Punky Pumpkin, the winking pumpkin, blinks his eye at you. For his favorite game is playing peek-a-boo. His birthday is on Halloween, so that's a special date. For all the other jack-o'-lanterns to get together and celebrate Punky Pumpkin's a happy pumpkin And do you know why? Cause he's a jack-o'-lantern instead of being a pumpkin pie I wouldn't trade his sunny smile and funny nose eyes for a bakery full of pumpkin pie.
1: Of course that's how it ends. Uh, Punky Punkin. That's a love Spooky Tuba. Yeah.
3: Ooh, Spooky Tuba. I'm going to add that to my big my band name.
1: So that was uh, Punky Punkin for kids and next is your turn.
3: Yeah, next I've got uh, this guy is phenomenal. Uh, Michael Hurley. He's this American outsider folk artist. Uh, he was kind of known in the Greenwich Village scene in the 60s. Um, multi-instrumentalist. He was also a bit of a cartoonist. He has some really sweet 60s cartoons. If you're into that sort of thing, I suggest you check him out. Um, yeah, I found this song, and it's it's just utterly haunting. Uh, it's just one of the, like the saddest, most beautiful songs about a werewolf. It's not quite scary. It's more tragic and mournful. But um, yeah, this guy, he had us hit in 64 with this. And then he had a big bout of mononucle- mononucleosis. So he didn't make another album until like almost 10 years later. Oh. Um, but anyway, he's uh, quite the eccentric. He like has yeah, um, a lot of artwork, a lot of cool uh, artwork that he designs on his own in these comics. And they're all often featuring two werewolf characters called Jocko and Boone. So they're kind of like his mainstay comical characters. So I wonder, uh, yeah, if they were sort of the inspiration for this song, The Werewolf.
1: All right, here's The Werewolf by... Michael Hurley from what year is this? 1964.
3: Wow. Straight out of Greenwich Village.
1: Werewolf,
11: oh, the werewolf comes a step in long. He don't even break the branches where he's been gone. long holler from way across the moor that's the holler He don't even break the branches Where he's been gone For the werewolf have pity Not fear, not hate Cause the werewolf be someone that you've known of late. Oh, the werewolf, oh, the werewolf comes traveling along. He don't even crush the leaves where he's been gone.
1: Okay, the werewolf song by Michael Hurley.
3: It affects me so. I was in my place. No, it's just—it's uh, tragic, isn't it? Like just yeah. the quiver in his voice.
1: Yeah, and it's not you one of those saying, ones you hear now where people are are doing it for effect. It just comes out of him.
3: Oh no! And all of his stuff. There's just uh, there's just a quiet simplicity about his songwriting and uh and just as I said just the, the quiver in the voice that gets me he actually played I found out I, this always happens to me I find out yeah, about it too. like a day after and so it was the Montreal Folk Festival uh in, in St. Henry and I was like living in that hood you know just the year before I should have heard about it and I just saw like a pamphlet just like a day or two after and I was I was crushed because uh, he was doing a little talk and and he was performing but I was very happy to hear that he's still out and performing and touring the world and I've heard he's quite the character on stage too a lot of, a lot of good banter very chill hippie dude like the the real you know unique minded like you know definitely a throwback to that 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 time and place but he's he's definitely a his own unique personality and, he, mm-hmm. and he's very chill <laughs> all right what you got for us next there greg uh
1: we I, i'm gonna have to jump back a little bit because otherwise i can't keep my 13 which is mr ghost goes to town So this song is, uh, I discovered it on a, I can't remember, a CD that I got that just had novelty country songs on it. Then later I find out that I posted it. I think it was the first time it appeared online. I couldn't find it anywhere else. I posted it on my Music Not Music blog when that was going. And um, within a couple of months it showed up on Bob Dylan's radio show.
0: <laughs> Ooh, so i I
1: want Dylan. to take I want to take credit you that, that, that I'm like Dylan business. Dylan's people um somehow <laughs> found it because I don't know I, it wasn't really available anywhere else unless they had the CD. I only discovered by happenstance. Um I have since I I dis- heard
3: they had great researchers on that show though. It was yeah. welding into all the strange corners. You'd have to. I mean yeah. it's, a, it's a fabulous series. I am a fan. Believe yeah. me, but uh that's oh no. <laughs>
1: I have since found like <laughs> three or four other versions of Mr. Ghost Goes to Town. But this is still my favorite in the original by Zeke Manners and his swing billies, which actually sounds like a fake name oh. for a for a studio band. However, it's, it's done incredibly. And it, when you realize it was done in, I think, the 1940s or early 50s, and none of this is electronically created. These are all voices, I believe. Um, well, besides oh, wow. the besides those instruments, all that. On uh, Mm Mister Ghost, which is an old song, by the way, was it was I think it was composed in the the 30s or something. Anyway, here's like a standard. Yeah, so here's a um, western swing version of Mister Ghost goes to town, sort of.
12: I hear somebody coming upon his toes Oh look, there he goes Why, Mr. Ghost is
4: going to town He takes his cane, his gloves and his hat And like a cat, he hurries down the alley The moon is bright and this is the night When Mr. Ghost is going to town
2: To go a shake to town.
11: Come on, fellas, now listen to me, <coughs> cause here's the place where we change the
7: key. song that
3: is wow that's impressive beautiful like uh those hits and i love okay, the slide whistle you had me, you had me at the slide whistle. <laughs> i recently got one i recently got one and i've been trying to perfect it so that set a bar for me now i mean, that's uh, chapters of all places and they had slide whistle and um the jaw harp but I'm going to have to look at a tutorial because I haven't been able to quite figure out how to get that wow kind of sound out of it. I know that's the sound you're supposed to get, but so far all I've had is um, bleeding lips because it's
1: apparently a technique. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I chipped some teeth when I was a teenager or like when I was 12 or whatever when I got one. Where the, where yeah, the, you, when can't, I,
3: you can't step lightly. Yeah. You can't step lightly to the jaw.
1: No, no. yeah. No. Uh, it's <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah Gene Shepard, my radio hero, was a was a uh, uh, jaw or a Jew's harp. um uh, aficionado and i don't know if he was a virtuoso but he played a lot on his show we were in nice. venice italy Sigrid and i and we went by the store in the middle of the night and we looked in and all it was was tiny little strange instruments
3: they ah were, my favorite
1: those yeah, <laughs> like slide whistles t- tin whistles train whistles um god what else just kazoos I love the little
3: the thumb piano. It's like an yeah. Indian one, but it's very small. But you play with your thumbs. These little, but it gets such a really cool sound. Yes, I have a oh, friend that's,
1: that's collecting them now. He's got ones with electric pickups in them, with different tunings and different uh-huh. keys. Yeah, oh. like, he allowed me to mess with them when I was uh, visiting a couple weeks ago.
3: Oh, fun! What's yeah, your- no, I love. Uh, Strange instruments. In addition to strange music, also strange instruments. But,
1: yes, um, exactly. So I, was,
3: I was lucky. I had um, when we did our like music unit through elementary school. I had this awesome teacher, Mr. Hand, and he was a very like strange dude. Um, like he would kind of rock back and forth, very like, to the tips of his toes all the way to his heels while we were, you know, singing our songs or whatever, and he'd look out the window, just hands behind his back, rocking back and forth. But he would bring in all these unique instruments, a lot of world instruments. He was a collector, crazy, like, squeeze drums from Africa and, like, uh, mm. you know, gourd marathas, but uh, just stuff from all over the world and weird little gadgets. And I think that's where, uh, yeah, I got my nascent my inch- interest in these weird little gadgets and instruments. But, uh, yeah, now that I'm uh, hanging out in a house with some new ones, that
1: oh, nice. It's, my, it's an ocarina, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of the weird I feel like
3: something magical, like, a, like something's going to pop out now. That feels yep. like very, uh, yeah, <coughs> like a leprechaun or something. <laughs> 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 fabulous. Well, since we were, yeah, listening to some fabulous, weird, strange voices, I threw on uh, some Tiny Tim on my list because recently on our uh, strange music page that we share, Audio Curio, Someone brought up some Tiny Tim, and I, you know, I, I knew of Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips. My mom uh, right, right. is actually quite a fan of that; she does her own little rendition, which is adorable. But uh, no, I, I kind of started diving into his back catalog, realizing I didn't know much about him, and I was just blown away. For for one, he didn't always do the the the, the high weird voice. I found this awesome one I posted on Curio, which is his version of Stairway to Heaven. And it's a very sassy, jazzy cover, but he's actually going on the deep register. There's a lady And it's, it's fabulous. Um, and then I found this whole uh, record that was released. It was like Tiny Tim Lost and Found, 1960 through, through 74. And huh. he does like old kind of like blues standards, old like pri- there's a prisoner song. He does a version of In the Pines.
1: Oh, the, just, the, like, uh, the Leuven Brothers.
3: In the pines, in the pines, oh, yeah. where the sun never
1: shines, yeah. Shines,
3: yeah. He, but it, he, doesn't, he doesn't make it silly. He does a straight-on gorgeous version of it. So, yeah, if you look for this album, it's Tiny Tim Lost and Found. It's Tiny Tim, but not being Tiny Tim. He's just doing just actual beautiful songs, and it mm-hmm. gave me a whole new respect. But this one he's doing kind of in the voice. But I have to say, it just it's, I've heard a lot of covers of this. And this might actually be my favorite version. Um, He is the man to sing the song, People Are Strange by the Doors, as covered by Tiny Tim.
7: All right, here we go.
0: People are strange when you're a stranger Faces look ugly when you're alone Women seem wicked when you're unwanted Streets are uneven. When you're straight, faces come out.
3: from the album God Bless Tiny Tim and indeed God Bless Tiny Tim. Yes. <laughs> I was just saying to Greg uh, I also discovered there is an album up there that exists that is Tiny Tim uh with Bob Dylan and the band. <laughs> so that ha- that happened. Uh it's an album they recorded in a basement one night 1967 I believe, oh to be a fly on that wall. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: I, I'm undecided here. Riboflavin flavored non-carbonated Ooh. polyunsaturated blood or Carmen Miranda's ghost next. Which one do you think I should play?
3: Oh, I do love that. It's so catchy. The first there, uh, ribocarb. Don't make me say it all.
1: Okay. <laughs> and you've heard that one before, right?
3: Yes. And uh, no, I hadn't heard it uh, probably since. That was actually probably on one of the first of the, the two mix CDs you made me. But uh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, Definitely uh, a,
1: a yeah, 45 Grave did a cover of it, but this is the original from... Um, really? Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, it's It It sounds suitably, um, what? I don't know, gothy and and, and and noisy and all that. But this is the original from the 1950s by someone named Don Hinson, who I know nothing about, because I didn't do my research like you did. Oh, so. <laughs> Uh, I just always liked the song. I don't even know where I saw it first, but it's one of my favorites. Here we go. Oh,
3: oh, it's catchy, catchy.
12: When the moon arises in the western sky And the vampires are out on the sly, At times they have trouble finding necks to bite That's why I concocted my new delight My riboflavin-flavored, non-carbonated, polyunsaturated blood It's
13: riboflavin-flavored,
12: non-carbonated, polyunsaturated blood Drack came to me one night at twelve And said the blood bank had no blood on the shelf I exclaimed, don't fret, I'll give you a fix of my newly regenerated mix. I gave him riboflavin' flavor, non-carbonated, polyunsaturated blood. We gave him riboflavin' flavor, you non-carbonated, know, polyunsaturated blood. It gives you quick relief,
1: you see,
12: from fang aches and corpuscle deficiency. And after consuming my laboratory brew, it'll make a new vampire of you. there corn oil added, only one calorie, only one it pure. enjoyed my brew without a hitch. Now he's one of those who'd rather fight than switch. If you're biting more next, enjoying it less by my new non-carbonated mess? My riboflavin-flavored, non-carbonated, highly unsaturated blood is non-carbonated, It helps promote perspiration odor. It puts. That's in Why, our group had 21% fewer fags. I got it, Sally. It makes a great bloody merit, too. Frank, you ought to try one of these things.
1: And now it's uh, Courtney's turn. <laughs> all
3: right. Uh, so, we're, we're fast-forwarding here to uh, 1969. Uh, This one was just, I was trying to look at some new stuff, don't want to like kind of bring you back the same old classics because we always exchange these weird songs. So this is a new one for me, The Vampires of Dartmoor. And I I, I tried Googling them, I tried doing my research, and I couldn't find anything out about them until I found out finally through Discogs, bless them, fabulous site, lots of info, that it's actually these two German composers, uh, if I'll say this right, Hirabit Hirsk and Horst Ackermann. Um, and they had a lot of musical aliases. So this was probably just an, an album that they put out, a Halloween album, just the one from the Vampires of Dartmoor. Uh, other musical aliases, these two, uh, the Crime Sound Orchestra, the Spaceman Five, and the Science Fiction Corporation, amongst many others. <laughs> so they were basically just uh, German composers. A lot of full-on instrumental stuff, uh, but it's fabulous, electro, cool 60s stuff. Um, as only as the Germans could do it. As uh, a particular favorite genre of mine, and I'm I'm very happy to have discovered this. So this is the Vampires of Dartmoor with Dance of
7: the
0: Vampires. <laughs> Cheese cookies and cream crunch.
1: One more old one, and I just found this by looking around. I know nothing about Rod Willis, uh, the recording mm-hmm. artist here. Uh, little two and a little two-and-a-half-minute thing called The Cat. And then um, I've got another cat thing uh, after your turn, uh, which is way weirder than this one. And it's one of my favorites. <laughs> this is a new favorite.
3: You, can, what, you hmm? can do a cat back-to-back if you want. I, I, If you want to do a cat double feature, I won't object.
1: Okay, well, we'll do a cat double feature, and then you take two. How about that? All right. All right, All right. Here's, uh, and I'll just fade it into the next one. So this is the cat by Rod Willis, and then uh, it will actually fade into um, Nang Miao Pi. I guess the meow part is about a cat, but it's called Ghost of Cat or Ghost of Cat Woman by. Um, oh, by, this is the Thai one. Yeah, the Thai one from the Thai to Gogo um, collection. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so here,
3: that
1: one I yeah I appreciate. Yeah. So here's Rod Willis with the cat first. Yeah. <laughs>
12: A cat was walking
4: through a cemetery there. A tombstone there made him stop He looked to see
14: just what it said
13: And this is how
14: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't ding me daddy, cause I'm real dumb. Don't ding me daddy, cause I'm real dumb. Don't ding
5: me daddy, cause I'm real dumb. Well, don't ding me daddy, cause I'm a real dumb. Then came a voice from that dark back, half like a lark and half like a rat. <laughs> <coughs> what
14: was
9: that? A fat rat, cat.
4: <laughs> don't ding me daddy. I'm real gone. Don't take me daddy cause I'm real gone. Please
5: don't take me daddy cause I'm real gone. Don't take me daddy cause I'm real gone.
12: What was I?
15: I say, chap, I really don't know what this hell record's about, you know.
6: When a fire is going on, you're not thinking clearly, so they... (San) ตัว <San>
1: Ghost of Cat by Surao um, Surao Pon, alias the Fox, or sometimes it's called uh, Ghost of Cat Woman. I don't know why. Uh, maybe that's what the that's actual what I title. Saw. Is. Yeah, that, maybe that's what the, the that's actual what title is. Quickly, yeah. yeah, and uh, right,
3: lost in the translation, perhaps. Yeah.
1: Maybe, or you know, it's it's. It, I've seen it both both ways. I think I actually have one of the. I have a CD, and then. I went and actually looked online for more Thai beat to go go, and they uh, somebody obviously nice. posted them all. So we had uh, Rod nice. Willis with the cat, and then uh, Surapon with uh, Ghost of Cat or Ghost of Ghost of Cat Woman. No,
3: I recently, I recently started diving into that sort of like uh, Asian uh, kind of '60s sound, Thai, Vietnam, and I found this amazing band too that does an awesome. They were like a Black Sabbath cover band from Vietnam, and like of course. their version of Iron Man. Is just like mind blowing. It's awesome, <laughs> excellent. But yeah, I was excited to see some some kaya go go on that list. It's uh, it's a very awesome genre to be explored if you're not familiar.
1: Your so, turn. Yeah, you did a
3: double feature.
1: Yeah, your turn. Double so. feature.
3: My turn double feature, science fiction double feature. Um, yes. <laughs> I had, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, well, I had the deviance on my list. And since we're doing this, I'm gonna deviate from the format because originally I had wanted to do a double form or a double feature with this particular act. The deviance, uh, originally the social deviance was an English proto punk group from the late sixties. And it was fronted by this sort of counter cultural figure, musician extraordinaire, Mick Barron. And uh, he later did some awesome stuff solo, and I had one of his solo ones on my list. We, we took it out, so it's not to be redundant. But since we're doing double features, I guess we're gonna throw it back in there. So the first track I have is from the. It's from 1969. It's from their third album, The Deviants Three, uh, and uh, it's called Billy the Monster. Just really cool, uh, sort of like proto-punk. Um, he describes their sound as being uh, quote somewhere between the Stooges and the Mothers of Invention. <laughs> so that is a place. Right. That is a place where I want to live. And then uh, Farron, he went on to do a lot of solo stuff later on under his own name and he collaborated with people like Marky Ramone, Lemmy from Motorhead. He did stuff actually with Lemmy back when they were in the Hawkwind days, uh, Chrissy Hind and even Dr. Feelgood's Wilco Johnson amongst this other, you know, huge illustrious list of people that he's collaborated with. Uh, so the second track that I'm going to throw on is uh, Bella Lugosi from his solo album from 1978 entitled Vampires Stole My Lunch Money. So this is a double feature. Mick Ferren, enjoy.
1: Okay, here we go. Deviants with Billy the Monster. Trying to start it up again. Time flies. Yeah. Having fun. So those two were, um, the the one we just played was Bella Lugosi. Billy the Monster? Huh?
3: Bella Lugosi by Mick Zarin, and his earlier band was The Deviants with Billy the Monster.
1: Yes. In '69. All right. Um, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to push us past the, um, the uh, '50s, '60s. I, I think I have one more. And it, yeah, you know what? It's, we're, we're right it, it, it's Jack Blanchard again because I you you think Rusty Diamond is actually Bl- Jack Blanchard, and you're probably right. Are you right?
7: I,
3: I do believe it, it's Jack Blanchard and Misty Morgan, his wife. It was one right. of their aliases. They they, they released on you know, a bunch of things under Omni Records under a bunch of different names. Apparently, uh, trying right. to you know get just different records for recipes for success. Some of it was straight up you know, country stuff. Some of it was like a little bit more novelty and silly. Um, yeah, but I believe it was him and his wife were, were always the combination.
1: Oh, okay. Um, this is he, him. He was the music. He was the work. Right, so right. This is, um, you know, Some somebody has to write their biography. Just somebody has to do it. I've read stuff yeah. online about them and it's absolutely fascinating. Um, oh,
3: no, they're, they're photos. Like they have these awesome Sears catalog, or, you know, like you go into the studio... Just like terrible, awesome photos from the 80s and sweaters, and they're just this lovely couple from Florida, you know. But they make this awesome, weird music, and no, they they, they need something. They're they're fabulous.
1: Yeah. So this I said,
3: is. I, I did try. To... Oh, go
1: go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead.
3: I, I did. Try to get, I did try to get in touch, and there there the, the isn't much more as far as like uh, current tour dates or, or they, all the information. Kind of cuts off. Uh, as far as like the 2000s, so I'm hoping uh, that, that everything is there, but there's not, no one is updating their their legacy. And mm. We
7: need
3: to know what's going on with
1: it. Yeah, well, the, here's the here's the crowdsource. Please, somebody find out about Jack Blanchard, and Misty Morgan. Um, this is something they wrote, I believe, in the 60s, or it's just Jack by himself, and uh, it's a dance of the living dead chickens. And the the best thing about the song are the first two lines where he rhymes Hitler with Littler. <laughs> Which, which <laughs> how much per, more perfect can you get for a song than that? I mean, you, you, you hear those first two lines, you got to listen to the rest of it.
3: So. Oh, yeah. Nothing rhymes with orange, but Littler rhymes with Hitler. That's,
1: that's <laughs> what else I rhymes with Hitler? I don't know. Uh, Dance of the Living Dead Chickens by Jack Blanchard.
3: <laughs> Bette Midler? I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh-oh, it's not coming out. <laughs> Chicken
13: that looked like Hitler Looked just like him but Littler Down in the hen house they hated his guts He didn't know why it was driving him nuts They called him the chicken stein monster He hung around down by the dumpster the huncheduck and the Hitler chicken found romance. He looked into her eyes and they began to dance. When the news hit the hen house, jealousy reigned. The hens began to notice that they all looked the same. Being ordinary was bringing them down. They started making weird faces and dragged their feet around. Farmer Bob came out in the noonday heat saw the chickens making faces and dragging their feet his brain went out to lunch his body changed form and the dance of the living dead chickens was born he combed his hair to one side got a little mustache Scrunched up in a hump and let one foot drag He crossed one eye, let his tongue hang out And the neighbors join in and they all began to shout Comb your hair to one side, get a little mustache Scrunch up in a hump and let one foot drag Everybody's learning, it's fun to be weird The dance of the living dead chickens is here the dance of the living dead chickens, the dance of the living dead chickens, the dance of the living dead chickens, the
1: dance of the living dead chickens. So that was Dance mm-hmm. of the Living Dead Chickens by our hero, Jack Blanchard. Your turn.
3: Yeah, we were, we were trying to launch forward into the 70s. Launching, launching way forward i was going to go with uh oh pardon me with eye of the witness with congress so i have I had, I had notes that i wrote and rewrote because uh i had this as two different things it's confusing it's very hard to find stuff on this dude so congress is uh the new york punk band uh formation for this guy jeff Crozier, and if you try to look him up there's there's Very hard to find things, but you will find interesting things if you search. Sometimes it's Jeff with a G, sometimes it's Crozier with a C, sometimes with a K. Uh, But he was this dude, magician from Australia, but like the, the Australian Alice Cooper. This guy had this crazy, like, occult overtones to his act, very famous for doing these, like, Aleister Crowley type incantations. And he would do these, like, kind of like, you know, huge incantations bringing up to his actual magic act. So he brings this weird occult magic act. New York underground circa 1977 he finds the you know a backing band cuz he thinks his magic show needs like a live music act finds like the most deprived messed up bar um that does, like allows all this debauchery to go on on stage and they they just do these live shows there's there's crazy costumes some guys beating on drums with a chain pyrotechnics you know sacrificing band members live snakes <laughs> and like running around and it, it the show ends With Crozier like jumping on this giant electric chair and and it just goes up in a bit of spasms and smoke. And so he was doing this thing and it was craziness and it was, it was getting finally like some good reviews, but despite like uh, kind of building up a fan base. Uh, this guy was just, you know, he was a bit of a, a looney tune. He was not, well, I shouldn't say that. That's not, that's not nice. But he was just, like, not, unsatisfied. He was yes. one of these perpetually unsatisfied people. And so he was unsatisfied He's one of those, those creative and,
1: types. You don't know what's up with those people. I, I think that's
3: what it is. As I said, I, I retract my earlier, I think it was just, you know, that, that drive for perfection or something. He 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 fled the New York scene. He didn't feel it was his place. He goes back to Australia and, and he hooks up with uh, this other guy and they make this band, The Generator. It was a two-man electronic group. The other guy is like Rod, was like Rob Greaves. And so they're, they're making this new and improved music magical occult act and in the process of recording this crazy album in Melbourne and, and the whole thing ends in tragedy. Uh, the album was never released or if it was, it was like very limited pressings to people involved uh, because unfortunately Crozier, he did. He committed suicide, uh, hung himself uh, in 81. And so that was the end of it. So this album was never released until uh, 2015 where uh, this uh, label Finders Keepers found it and decided this is too fucking awesome to keep from the world and so they re-released it in 2015 and it was a gift to me and it is one of my favorite favorite things on wax that i've ever been given and so this particular song is not from the generator not from the album that i have but this is from his uh stuff uh from his previous band uh congress and it is just balls to the wall crazy awesome this is some rock for you this is the magic occult rock from australia steeped in new york 1977 eyes of the witness Thank <laughs> you.
16: being done, and the shall melt like records graves set in the sun, religion,
0: division, there is no decision, You you want
16: your beliefs, us us. will is, and lovers and sinners, your mind, there is no prison after death, no hell, your mind, if you would only listen, I'd come back to tell, you, mind? you can escape if you claim By the eyes of the witness. Don't be frightened by the eyes of the witness.
1: Don't be by the eyes of the witness. Eyes of the witness. Right, uh <laughs> Congress.
3: Congress. Yes. Jeff Kroiser. Congress, yes.
1: Okay, so uh I was just talking uh we were just talking and saying that uh we've 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 uh uh we've got half an hour left, so we're we may whittle it down, I don't know. Um, I did want to get in uh, a few of these. One is The the Witch by The Rattles. Um, yes,
3: please. That was my favorite on your list, by the way. Really? I love with this. Yes, I've not seen this before, but this
1: is fabulous. Did you see the um, video it for it?
3: Of, yeah, and it reminds me of, there's a band I saw the other year, uh, Ruby the Hatchet. If you're looking for a modern-day version of, of this band, I'm telling you, check them out. Um, but uh, no, go into yours, because uh, this was my favorite thing. I got really excited when I saw this. Kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when I, is it uh, I think 1969 or 70. Or it maybe looks it
3: was, like 70s a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, may, maybe a little bit earlier. The, I've, I've, the I've, video quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was it was shot on film, and and the the girl is not Corrigan. like classically pretty or anything like that, but it's per, she's made up perfectly for that video. And she's
3: classically witchy. Yeah, she's bewitching. Okay, this there. this is <laughs> the wit,
1: the witch by the rattles. With nice. Uh, 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 Wawa pedal.
7: I'm in love with
1: so that was the witch by the rattles which i know nothing about but uh courtney just told me that um that the band oh you're not you're not hooked in the band didn't actually oh, have no. a female singer she was brought in for that one song
3: yeah edna ber but uh yeah, that was the the one only international hit. So clearly they needed a female singer because they didn't have, from 1960 to 70, they didn't have any huge hits until this particular one. And check out the video, guys. This is, uh, it's badass. I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed. And as I said, it reminds me a bit of this other band from uh, Michigan, I believe. I could be wrong, but a band I saw open for uh Uncle Acid and the Deadbeat. Awesome current psychedelic kind of stoner rock sound from England. Uh, but they had a band that opened for them called Ruby the Hatchet. And oh, yeah, I've heard of And female she is badass, and they just killed it. They were the opening act, but I fell in love. I rock their shirt every day. Got a new <laughs> album coming out, Ruby the Hatchet. Check them out. Love. Uh, so, yeah, we were trying to find my follow-up. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're skipping right ahead here. I don't really have uh, any 80s things on my list that made the final cut, but we were talking a little bit about Rocky uh, today, Rocky Erickson. Yeah. from... Uh, the 13th Floor. Hey, that would actually be perfect because 13th Floor Elevators, Friday the 13th, perfect tie-in right there. Um, there is actually a, a band from BC uh, called uh, the Dead Ghosts that have an awesome tribute to Rocky called Rocky Said that I posted recently, and it's an awesome song. You can check that out. So, yeah, whenever I do my sort of Halloween playlists, I, I always have to include some of the man himself. Um, just an awesome guy. I'm going to probably rewatch the doc it's been a while since I've seen uh, the You're Going to Miss Me one. Have you seen that
1: one, Greg? The I haven't stock? seen it. I, I, somebody told me about, a friend of mine from Texas, <sighs> Miles Lewis, told me about Rocky Erickson in the, God, in the early 90s. I didn't know anything about him. I think at that point he was in a mental institution or he had just been let out. So he's just starting to make yes. music again.
3: It's it's a sad it's a sad story. So yeah, yeah. He, he was uh, you know in his band from in Texas in the '60s. He um, went off to uh, you know what yeah, 13th what,
1: floor he, you know,
3: you're, like a, you're, you're a long haired freak in Texas in the '60s. You're just not going to fly, right? So he went off to San Fran, but apparently they, people think that he probably already had kind of traces of paranoid schizophrenia to begin with. But when he went out to San Fran, he uh, he started dropping acid because as, as was the you know uh, That's
7: what you uh, do. the
3: crowd of uh, is what everyone was doing, and unfortunately, they figured that it, it actually aggravated this condition, and it, it, it set him off in a bad way. And so uh, his friends, they were like, you you got to get home. Everybody apparently pitched in money and sent him on a bus and sent him home back to Texas. And so then he still kind of got up into hijinks or whatever, um, meddling around with drugs. He got busted. I believe it was for just like a joint or something or maybe for like a hit of ass. I think it was actually someone else, but... The the Texas police, again, he's a long-haired and he's kind of famous for it at this point because at that point they had already had a couple of hits. They wanted to bust his ass big time. They wanted to make an example of him because he was this kind of famous freak. So if someone in this crowd had something and he ended up taking the brunt of it, he didn't get too much for it. They were going to send him, you know, to like they they, they, they pared it down to, uh, you know, oh, he's got to go to this place and get some sort of treatment for drugs or whatever. But he had a girlfriend at the time and they were so in love And just so kind of not taking the situation that seriously that he kept breaking out of this like, you know, low institution, like mental drug rehabilitation center. They kept breaking out like every fucking weekend to go party. And so after like seven times or something like that, I have to rewatch the doc. But um, after that they decided to crack down on him. And then they, they sent him to this really like more max security place. It was in Rusk, Texas. and, And this place was serious. This was like, you know where where seriously disturbed people go, and they also um, sentenced him to get some electroshock therapy and thiorazine, and it just changed him, and and he's never been been quite the same apparently. So uh, he was put there and and apparently uh, forgotten for quite some time, and the judge never lifted the sentence, and people were inquiring, but they they just he just kind of fell through the cracks of the system, and it's just an yeah. awful story. And yeah, this yeah, is he, my friends told me
1: about it when he were, they were trying to get him out of there. Watch I think. the
3: doc, man, watch the doc. But it it does have a happy ending and that's the one thing i wouldn't push this story unless i was just so amazed with the turnaround because after all of that he escaped that institution he came out uh he lived with his mother for quite some time and for quite some time it was not a good scene she was not helping she believed you know medication was the devil and all the devil's music made of and and once they got him out of that situation he made a wonderful recovery and he put out this album in 1995 casting the runes and it is just the shit. And he just, he literally and figuratively, figuratively addresses his demons in this. Uh, all the sort of religious stuff his mom was shoving down his throat, all the stuff that he had to endure. And, and he just has this entire album with this occultish flavor, but it's just this classic, like almost like a CCRS, like traditional rock and roll and, and just the most bonkers lyrics, but they're so visceral and so illustrative. And now, man, um, I, I've had some people that have actually met him on tour. He's currently touring you told me recently so i have to come check and see he's got some montreal dates but this guy just god bless him he's still rocking it out still got a fan base and rocky man we love you and uh yeah check out the doc you're gonna miss me uh don't actually miss him if you get a chance to see him and we <laughs> picked all the songs uh don't shake me lucifer
1: oh yeah i like oh. that one
3: catchy catchy yeah all
1: right <laughs> Okay. Uh, Don't Shake Me, Lucifer by Rocky Erickson, um, who has is has a storied, amazing life, and uh, like Courtney said, uh, what's the name? Uh, you, you're gonna miss me is the name of the documentary.
3: You're gonna miss me, 2006. Yeah, okay, yeah, because it, it's a
1: it's one of the um, uh, Thirteen Floor Elevators um, uh, songs. Actually, it's probably one of their better-known ones.
3: That was the breakout hit. That was the one that, yeah, and uh, the electric jug, my yeah,
1: favorite. Yeah, w- w- w-
7: w- 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 it was basically that a
3: dude. Do you know what it was? It was a dude with a microphone and a jug, and he was just somehow blowing into both. And I don't know. I don't think the jug was so electric, but it, they made it sound so cool. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but from what I understood, it was just like a distorted mic held up to the mouth while he was
2: ooh, ooh,
3: blowing into a jug. That was, But they called it the electric jug, and it made it sound very cool, like electro-folk. It was groundbreaking. I don't think anyone else has mastered the electric jug since. We'll put yeah. that on the crazy instruments list.
1: Yeah, I think this is 30-foot. That sound she's talking about is this one, right here. And that's Rocky Erickson from the 60s with his voice like it was. <laughs>
7: uh,
3: that's, yeah. my, that's my electric jug.
7: Impression,
3: yeah. <laughs> one of a time. It, it was a unique sound. No one could figure out how they did it. And I, only since, because I, I sit around and, and I edit photos and listen to music docs all day that I happened to learn that apparently it was not so as magical as it sounded. It was just quite simply a, a microphone and a, a good old-fashioned ceramic jug with yeah. some awesome distortion.
1: Yeah. But
3: some excellent solos. He, yeah. Really well, there, there's a name for a band, The Electric, electric jugs. jugs. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that sounds I, like, uh, produced by Russ Myers. you know? It's yeah. Just,
1: uh... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I do yeah, not, was... this next band, I do not know anything about them. Of course, I know who they are. I know, you know, some of their music. Never a fan. However, Tool did a song in German um, called uh, D- Die Er von Satan, which I don't know what that means. In something about Satan.
3: Do My Ironing Satan. Something about
1: laundry and Do my ironing Satan? Yeah. Uh it's, it's uh Sigrid said it's something about the ire of Satan and it's <laughs> Courtney says it's uh, something about the ironing. <laughs> Satan, please iron my you know. clothes.
3: he has gotta be presentable <laughs> when he goes above ground.
1: Um the thing is about this uh it, you, i didn't I wouldn't have played this except the lyrics are done in German, you know, that... <laughs> Um, German always sounds, uh, especially uh, in this song, sounds menacing. But it is, what it basically is: is a recipe for cookies. <laughs> half but a cup evil of cookie. Yeah, half a cup of powdered sugar, one quarter teaspoon of salt, a a, a little bit of hash. Oh, it's for for um uh, uh, a, pot? a little bit of hash. Yeah, pot uh, oh. pot cookies. Uh, ha- half pound I'll of butter, vanilla f- sugar, um, 100, 150 grams of grams of ground nuts. Way down at somewhere near the end of the song. Place in a greased baking pan and bake it 200 degrees for 50, 15 minutes. And no eggs. <laughs> so, Satan has allergies. Satan does no uh, Satan has has uh, <laughs> yeah uh, dairy Human allergies. Is a
2: vegan. <laughs>
1: yeah, no eggs. Uh, here's a um, tool with um, uh, Satan do my ironing.
13: I'm gonna go get a. Pizza.
5: Sagt die Zauberwörter Sim Saladim Bamba Saladin Saladim auf einigen gefährliches Backblech legen und bei 200 Grad 15 Minuten backen und keine Eier!
3: I was. This is my first radio thing, and I was thinking it's going to be a long wait between songs, elevator music in my head, and no, it's like flying by. I can't believe it's been almost two hours. Yeah. We'll have to do this again this
1: time. Yeah. Um, just regular wacky music instead of uh, uh, Halloween wacky music. What was the thing oh, you said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 I'm sorry, what was the track you wanted next?
3: Uh, Vulgar Deli in League with Satan. Uh, Vulgar Deli is actually a Montreal band. Got to show a little hometown love here. Montreal Hardcore Band, although lately they're calling themselves, what was it like, uh, Montreal Midlife Crisis Hardcore? I don't know. They formed in 98, and they've been rocking it steadily ever since. Did Amnesia Fest last year. Uh, And usually it's just like blistering, melt your face off kind of like hardcore music. But they do a departure from their traditional fair to cover this Venom song from 1981 in League with Satan. So, yeah, these guys are still playing today, still fucking fabulous, but this is this is a little country ditty that they did called in League of Satan or in League with Satan, uh, released in 2005, Vulgar Deli from Montreal.
1: Okay, here we go.
4: I'm in League with Satan.
14: Walk the streets of Salem, amongst the living dead Need no one to tell me what's wrong or right I drink the blood of the children,
9: and stuff I pray at night
4: Look out, beware, when the full moon's high bright In every way,
14: I'm there, every shadow with the night Was Satan obey his command? We the go to Memphis, sitting at his hand. I believe it was Satan. I love the dead, No one afraid for Sodom
4: as people fled. Look out!
14: Beware when the full moon's high and and everywhere I'm there Every shadow in the night I'm evil, evil, sinful Evil, evil, sinful Yes, I am. So I drink the juice of women, as they lie alone, I'm a legal saint, I bear the devil's heart, kill a boy.
1: Was Montreal's very own vulgar deli with a cover of uh, "Venoms in League with Satan." Thank you.
2: <laughs> How about that? Ben? That was
3: awesome. You scared me. I was like, did we switch over to another? Ra-? That's a that's an excellent radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh, this get. is a, this is professional radio. Yeah.
3: You need uh, the sound effects panel, though. The like, awoo, yeah, like all those things that we can we can bring up. We'll, when, we'll have our own show.
1: When I was yeah, when I was in high school, I went to a radio station and they had those little carts, um, which were like little things that looked like eight track tapes that would have one like five seconds of something on there. So the show, like whatever oh, wow. show we saw, where you know there was a uh, they had little they had little. um what a, like signature noises for their show. And one of them was, uh, yeah, I think one the of the, yeah, yeah. One of them was uh, uh, one of the people in Fireside Theater saying, what? And so that they they would <laughs> play that like right in the middle of their morning show. So it was amazing to me to go down to the radio station and see the thing sitting there. I actually took a picture of it because I was there as the photographer. That's um, so
3: cool cause, Yeah, we're so digitally spoiled. I never thought of that just being on a single 8-track with one particular, wow. Like,
1: yeah. It would just, they were That's just awesome. all. They all had like one little loop on them that was just long enough for yeah. the for whatever they needed, and would go in there. It would play the sound, and then it would zip, I think, back to the beginning. It would be ready for the next, you know. And they'd have three or four. They were called carts for some cartridges. Um, so okay. They, they would, oh yeah, short for cartridges. Yeah, they would load. Cool. They would load these carts to do um, uh, drop ins and and sound effects and all that. For my last selection here, I'm going to play Leslie Fish, who I don't know who that is with a song called Carmen Miranda's Ghost, which I don't know where I found it. I don't know who Leslie Fish is, but I do know this is a wonderful song and it's I I mean it sounds like something you would play like before you like uh watch or listen to um uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or or Red Dwarf or something.
7: <laughs> Out of this
1: world.
2: Sounds yeah, good.
1: exactly. So it's like silly science fiction I don't know what it is, but I love it because just the the mixing of the the uh, genres here. Carmen Miranda's ghost by Leslie Fish. <laughs>
7: reference Carmen huh? Miranda. No, oh.
1: a, and
3: then the reference of Carmen Miranda. Yeah, very, exactly. Like, anachronistic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, here we go. check it out. Carmen
3: Miranda's ghost is
15: haunting. Space Station 3. Half the staff have seen her, plus the portmaster and me. And if you think we've had too much of Cookie's homemade rum, just tell me where those basket hats of fruit keep coming from. Don't go down the cargo bay when there's no ship in dock. You just might hear maracas, clack, and get a nasty shot. And if you hear a rumba beat, don't pass the mess room door You just might see a tangerine come rolling down the floor We sometimes catch a glimpse of her by station night or day But when we try to catch her, she just laughs and fades away the station's chief head drinker takes his notes and drains his cup. We get rotated often, but she still keeps showing up. We don't know why we're haunted here or why it's her that haunts. We've got a betting pool for all who wonder what she wants. The best odds say she likes the rhythm of the station's drive. They didn't have face generators While she was alive Carmen Miranda's ghost is haunting Space Station 3 Not that we're complaining Since the fresh fruit all comes free But now and then we wonder What it means for the human race that ghosts of generations past are taking off for
1: space. Olay! 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 That's wonderful with top. the 12-stringed guitar. So I, I think I'd like to look up um, Leslie Fish and find out what, what, what else she's done. As well.
3: Yeah, as well. We yeah, have, and w- for my...
1: Go ahead.
7: Oh, go ahead.
1: I said we have wound down, <laughs> no, we've played... Probably everything except I think we're missing like four or five songs that we, that we had on our list here. But we're 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 trying to uh, do um, cr- crush time a little bit. Considering
3: technical difficulties and yeah. the uh, jinx of Friday thirteenth, we got off to a rough start. But it's it's uh, it's gone very well. And we yeah. spanned I think 40s up until till current day. We've had a had a nice little nice little cross selection through the years. But uh, my final track, as soon as I kind of picked this one. I, I knew I wanted to be my last one. Um, I had another track by uh, this particular group, uh, The Voluptuous Horror of Karen Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually Kimber Fowler. She's an American filmmaker, performance artist, and, and lead singer of what is a cult glam shock rock band named The Voluptuous Horror of Karen Black. What a fabulous name for a band. Um, I saw uh, a video of hers a couple years ago when I was putting together a monstrous playlist for a friend of mine's book release. He had a very, like, horror-themed um, a book that was coming out, and I was DJ that night. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I could just play the song because the video would never have made it. She, she's known as a performance artist for wearing pretty much little else but um, some crazy giant wigs, boots, and just, like, a lot of body paint and crazy makeup. She looks like she could have walked off of like any one of like Rob Zombie's album covers and just like onto the stage. Uh, But just very sexualized, very like kind of gothic horror overtones and and, and basis of her lyrics. Um, She acted apparently earlier in her career in a few kind of low-budge horror films, some softcore porn, uh, just saying, but also just a prolific performance artist. And uh, uh, she just is a fascinating character. I recommend you look her up. She's got some cool talks. There's some awesome features of her on YouTube. Um, from Wiki, I had a, just a little little brief uh, note here. Kembra's onstage performances have included cracking paint-filled eggs uh, in her vulva and one installation in a bed that contains a skeleton and several plush dolls in multiple colors surrounded by walls, plastered and colored with thick red paste as well as a video that shows her ripping the dolls out of a birthing canal with blood spurting to the soundtrack. So that's just to give you an idea of what a Kember Fowler performance would be like. But, you know, all craziness aside, she is just I met badass. I her once. And, oh, did you?
1: Yeah. Ah! Because on, I was I was speaking at a the, I was speaking at the um, disinfo conference in New York City in 2000 I believe and uh, voluptuous horror of Karen Black was one of the acts there so I just hung out in the green room because everybody was there that I everybody was there that I wanted to talk to Robert Anton Wilson was there Genesis Peoridge who was just starting to change his sex oh. was there and um, I had them oh the, my god. Oh. I had them, I almost put a I,
3: Throbbing Gristle song on my list.
1: Yeah, I, I almost dead. did too. They um and I had everybody in the actually in backstage sign a baseball.
3: <laughs> of all the things, too. Yeah, like
1: I just, the just the for some reason the
3: baseball, the freaks of of the nation. That's yeah. that is poetic. I, I don't think that. Canberra
1: Failer signed it because she came in like really late and just and they put her band together. I think I may have said hi for 2 seconds and they went on stage.
3: Um I imagine she had a lot of pre-production man. This Girl just yeah. like just like Oh,
1: yeah, I don't think she, it, I, she I, was I, there I, to hang I, around I, I and talk to people.
3: Quick, uh, That's, uh, you know, just psych yourself out. But I've seen some cool, like, features on her where there's more, like, kind of, like, nowadays. and uh, you know, because, like, this is back in 95, this song. Yeah. So, like, I, I saw something that was fairly recent. And so, yeah, she's just a little more, like, kind of poised and talking about her art, a little calmer, a little whatever, like, kind of out of the theatric. And just very astute, very, like, uh, in-depth kind of character, but, like, on stage in this era, it was like a literal almost cartoon character of a performance yeah. of a performance artist and just, you know, ownership of, of her fucking sexuality empowered completely. No, I'm 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 absolutely in love. And this song though, it's, I find it a rather tender and semic, just absolute awesome ending to our show. It's called I Believe in Halloween. And as a strange kid who just this was the holiday I identified with, you know, like I was, I was a small town, bit of a freak. Didn't really, you know, get on with many people, but this was the one thing I could get excited about for one. People ask me, they're like, why Halloween? You know, Christmas is great. I'm like, no, Christmas is about buying shit. It's about like overspending and all this cheery stuff, you know, be happy now jam down your throat or, Halloween else, is yeah. the one, or else, right. Or else you're not falling in line. Halloween is the one day of the year where you can be anything that you want. I mean, how beautiful is that? You could put on any and, – and, and in a sense, it's an invitation to be who the thing that you really are because we're always wearing masks, you know, and, and just this is the one day where you can just finally be yourself. It's not yeah. the costume. The costume is the rest yeah. of the year round. But this is uh, Karen Black. I believe in Halloween. I believe in Kemba Fowler, and I believe I had a great time with this show. Thank you, Greg. It was awesome. I
1: did too. We'll do it again soon, and doesn't even have to be Halloween-themed. Yes. <laughs> Okay, thanks so much Courtney. It's Courtney O'Hearn, a friend of mine I've had, uh, for quite a long time here, nine years, and uh, we've been um pushing each other to find weirder and weirder music and this this is the result. The this wonderful great. show. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs>
7: thank you.
1: Okay, talk to you Happy soon. Halloween.
3: Happy Friday's Halloween routines, folks.